Hey, this is Isabel Wright with the fourth episode, second season of The Real Ramble. On this podcast, I will be updating the top box office films, introducing a new guest each episode to tell us about a new feature, and featuring a film I recently watched. The top three films dominating the box office today, as of November 16th, are Black Panther with Wakanda Forever coming in with $8 million, Ticket to Paradise with $476,000, and Black Adam with $439,000. And joining me today is my friend Daisy talking about the Jordan Peele horror film Nope, which came out earlier this summer. Nope follows two siblings caught up in the mix of outer world phenomena with their ranch and a strange amusement park. Nope features Kiki Palmer as Emerald and Get Out star Daniel Kaluuya as Haywood Jr. Hi, Daisy. Hi, I'm Daisy. I'm obsessed with this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You're very enthusiastic. I love it. So first off, can you give me a little synopsis of the film? All right. So how to describe Nope? The synopsis, I guess, so... Like, we follow this brother and sister as they run this horse ranch for filmmaking. And the horses are usually used for movie sets. Essentially, they see this, like, UFO in the sky. And they're like, oh my god, this is our chance to make some money. Because we're broke. And honestly, same. So, from there, so much chaos ensues. Fry's Electronics and some old white cinematographer gets involved. And many people die. So <laughs> that's my best synopsis. Oh, and there's a monkey. <laughs> that's really interesting. So how do how do you think Nope compares with Jordan Peele's past projects? It's hard to dissect because the thing is, it feels like every Jordan Peele movie is very different from each other. Like they have like similarities where like Jordan Peele does this thing of making any song horrifying to listen to. Mm-hmm. Or I'm doing this thing of like creating iconic images for each film. Like, you know, with Get Out, it's the sunken place in the teacup. Or Us, the golden scissors, Mm -hmm. and like the red jumpsuit. For this film, it would be like multiple, it would be like be multiple things like a blood, like a monkey covered in blood, a house Mm -hmm. covered in blood, a freaking UFO. Uh Yeah, like that's like the like thing you can compare the most between them besides like, you know, the horror, the obvious horror aspects. Like, Get Out is more, like, you know, racial commentary. Hmm. Us is more, like, you know, socioeconomic commentary. Hmm. And Nope is weirdly, like, it's so it's a commentary on the, like, way humanity makes a spectacle out of tragedy. Hmm. But it's also, it also brings back the race commentary, at least Hmm. in my opinion. Hmm. Because, like, this film is very layered. Like, all of Jordan's, feel, like, Peele's films are very layered, but this is his most layered film yet, in my opinion, because you can, like, see this movie, and you can, like, see a kaleidoscope of meanings, like, you know, there's stuff about animal rights, playing God, childhood trauma, the death of a child star, racism in the film industry, it's genuinely insane how much you can get from this film. Yeah, yeah, I really like how it's, like, more, like, layered than his other films, like, I know, like, a ton of his films are kind of like subtly like layered with like some sort of like racial commentary like I think one of the last Jordan Peele movies I saw was Candyman which was like very much mm-hmm. a social commentary on um, racism and I remember like I didn't even like get it until the end I was like oh my god that's what this is yeah. about so I really love that aspect of Jordan Peele's movies like like Get Out as well and mm-hmm. 
I like the point you brought up with like how he has like different like objects kind of like being featured in like each of his movies that makes it sort of like iconic Mm -hmm. yeah and would you consider nope to be more a horror film or more of a sci-fi film i feel like nope is like equally a horror a sci-fi and a western adventure kind of film Mm -hmm. because like there's like sections of it where it's horror sections where it's sci-fi and then sections where it just turns into a full-blown adventure movie, and I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And it obviously has, like, you know, Jordan Peele's, like, stamp of comedy throughout it. Like, it's yeah, a very it. funny movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard, like, there's, like, still, like, that kind of Jordan Peele style of having, like, dark humor, like, little droplets of dark humor along the way. But what are some horror aspects that Peele used that worked for you or stood out to you? Because I know, like, the way he does horror, it's not, like, the typical style of horror where it's just things, like, constantly, like, popping out at you. Like, he kind of has, like, his, like we were talking about before, he kind of has his own style of horror, which I really like. The horror in this movie, it's, like, almost, like, quiet. Because whenever, I notice in the movie, whenever there's, like, horror happening, it's very quiet unless, there, you know, like, there's the score happening. By the way, the score is amazing. I listen to it a lot. <laughs> but, like, with the horror aspect, it's mainly, like, images that are just very discomforting. Like, so the film opens, like, on this, like, like set where obviously something's gone wrong. There's, like, a body laying there behind a couch. You can't see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Then out of nowhere, you see this monkey named Gordy. Well, like, I mean, that's the name the character the monkey is playing. It's a whole thing. We never learned the name of the actual monkey. But, it like, he comes down, and he just, like, kicks the body a little. Mm-hmm. And then he looks directly at the camera. And it's so funny. Like, it's not funny, but it's, like, funny because I, first, at first I thought this was, like, a trailer for a different movie uh-huh. when I first watched it in theaters. Uh-huh. Especially since right beforehand there was, like, a Christopher Nolan jump scare trailer. Oh, no. I was like, oh, <laughs> fun. And then all of a sudden there was this thing. I was like, huh, is there a horror movie with a monkey? Nope, it's the opening <laughs> of Nope. And it's very quiet and unsettling with a monkey staring directly at you. Oh, my God. And then there's also like this moment where, which I call the crowd abduction scene, mm-hmm. where basically you see like the UFO, the UFO come down, like mm-hmm. to this crowd, because like there's like a show going on that like you know uh, the character named Jupe is putting on for this crowd of people, mm-hmm. and the UFO comes down and starts swallowing everyone, and you just like see their shadows flying up in this tornado. Oh my God. And then from there, you cut into the inside of the UFO, and you just see the people flowing up in this, like, almost, like, bouncy castle-type texture uh-huh. that's, like, glowing and stuff. And people are screaming. Uh-huh. It's legitimately horrifying. And then there's, just, like, little moments where, like, the UFO flies by, and you can hear screaming. Oh, my it's- God terrifying that crowd abduction scene left me traumatized oh my god. i would assume so oh my gosh that Jordan is people is a horrifying person yeah he is <laughs> like some of the stuff he comes up with is like <laughs> what problem i think he's that? mentally deranged i think so i think he needs some help but he does make good movies out of it so we'll give him that sir please get therapy literally literally. like please reach out if you need anything like (laughs) (laughs) link twice if you need help yeah link twice and then i think it's i find it so funny how he literally has like he makes all these like 
really like horrifying movies and then he like also has like a show key and peel where it's just like basically like all humor yeah it's funny (laughs) he's a man of all trades i guess but in terms of like technicalities like cinematography writing or like the acting like what kind of things stood out to you I feel like what stood out to me the most was the writing of the film because like like I mentioned earlier of like how layered and how many meanings there are to the film but also like the cinematography is like really amazing like Mm -hmm. everyone wants to talk about you know like the IMAX cameras which is amazing and like the way like everything was filmed but there's all like a little moment like as much as like you know the bloody house like sticks with me or the like shot of the UFO chasing Daniel Kaluuya on a horse sticks with me. I think the moment that sticks with me the most is this little moment with cinematography mm-hmm. where it's like a conversation between Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer. And mm-hmm. like Daniel Kaluuya is like facing uh, away from Kiki Palmer and like it keeps rack focusing between them. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know why, but like it just like sticks with me. It's like this is like a little moment where like it plays with lighting and cinematography to tell a story visually as well as what's going on on you know mm-hmm. in the story. Mm-hmm. That's really, really interesting. Cool. That's really mm-hmm. interesting. Oh, also sound design is amazing. Mm-hmm. Chef kiss, mm-hmm. definitely. Like you said, like with like the silent scenes as well. How well do you think the casting was done in like terms of like Daniel Kaluuya's like reoccurring working role with Jordan Peele or with Kiki Palmer's? performance and I know she hasn't done many acting gigs for a while but I feel like this is sort of like a comeback for her yeah it definitely is a comeback for her personally I think like all the casting was pretty much perfect Mm -hmm. especially with like Daniel Kaluuya because I think Daniel Kaluuya might be my favorite actor like ever Mm -hmm. so valid yeah because he has like such an insane rage uh, range not rage (laughs) (laughs) who knows he might be very angry yeah but (laughs) He has this, like, insane range, like, going from, like, um, I remember in Widows, he was, like, very threatening, but then you, like, go here, and he's, like, just kind of, like, this, he acts like a brother, so it's funny, because, like, he acts just like my brother, Mm -hmm. when I, like, when I was watching the film, I was like, is this my brother on screen or something, (laughs) hello? In uh, old films, they would, like, code characters as queer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This film kind of codes Daniel Kaluuya as autistic, and it really shines through. Like, I've seen, like, many people I know, like, read him as an autistic person. Mm-hmm. Like, autistic people I know take that reading, and it's really cool, actually. Yeah, that's also, an interesting insight. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Oh, my gosh. Also, I love uh, Kiki Palmer in the film because she is so funny, but, like, also, like, a insanely, like, like deep character it's funny because like this is kind of like um i'm pretty sure this is like the first jordan peele movie to include like a a queer character and it's uh, cool because like it's she plays the queer character and it's like very like like it's not fully explicit about it but you can tell like based on like Uh interactions with some women and some of the things she says Uh and and it's cool like it's not like her entire character it's like it's just part of who she is Mm -hmm. so it was nice to like see that especially from like know a cishet director yeah oh definitely and then kind of seeing how like you can have like a queer main character without making it like the entire like basis of the film Mm -hmm. which i think is really interesting yeah it's so interesting to see like her in roles like this after like because like the first thing i think about when i hear the name kiki palmer is just disney channel (laughs) (laughs) i love seeing in the in films like this but yeah 
So on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate Nope? I'd give it a 10, you know, five stars, Angel, five stars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Awesome. Lastly, if there's anything you want to shout out to the listeners, like your films or letterbox, and I will link them in the description. All right, cool. Um, You can basically like find most of my stuff connected to my Instagram, which would be um, at killer underscore queer underscore daisy or my film instagram dazzling daisy films awesome yeah i will link them in the description well thank you daisy for your time and mm-hmm. the next segment we'll continue with the highlighted film of the week the grand budapest hotel Woo. Woo. directed by wes anderson and released in 2014 the grand budapest hotel is arguably one of the most notable wes anderson films winning three categories in the academy awards The Grand Budapest Hotel follows an unlikely bond between a hotel manager and a lobby boy in a posh hotel intertwined by a murder mystery. So this movie has actually been on my watch list for a really long time, but I never really got to see it until recently and I loved it so much. I gotta admit though, Moonrise Kingdom is still my favorite Wes Anderson film, but this movie is amazing. I love Wes Anderson's continuous style of reusing a lot of characters in all of his films and having unique color palettes that match every single film that he makes and with this one it was a lot of pastel colors a lot of blues and pinks and yellows Ugh, so amazing and to start off a lot happens in a blink of an eye even though this film was two hours long there is still a lot you miss if you don't pay attention the entire time but that wasn't an issue i was focused on the film the entire time, I was intrigued, and yeah. So in terms of the technicalities, I loved the lighthearted nature of the story, and there was a lot of layers to it, which I didn't really realize was going to be a part of it until after I watched it, because like just seeing it from an outsider's perspective, I just thought it would be like a little adventure film about, you know, this really posh grand hotel, the Grand Budapest Hotel, but it ended up being way more than that. I really love how Wes Anderson was able to balance a murder mystery with like a light comedy and adventure, and I think that's something he does really well. I absolutely adored the progression of the relationship between Gustav and Zero. Gustav is the manager of the hotel because we never really get to find out who the true owner of the hotel is and Zero, which is the lobby boy, and they have this sort of unlikely friendship that's really cute, and they're always having each other's backs and, you know, seeing someone very high-powered in the hotel compared to this little lobby boy who ends up being a big part of the story. And... I love the little funny backstory between Gustav and how he kind of sleeps with some of the older clients at the hotel and how they all adore him and how that kind of played out into this whole murder mystery. I just love like the dreamy kind of adventure aspect to it, which I think Wes Anderson does really, really well. One of my favorite scenes in the movie was the shootout scene, really, really detailed, really, really done amazingly. The directing is on point. I love how all of them were crowded around this terrace of the hotel and they're all trying to shoot at each other but no one actually really hits anybody and I feel like with with the whole shootout and the whole mystery part of it all I think that's what really made the story itself intriguing because you know Wes Anderson is known for his cinematography but I think in a lot of films what's hard to do is to balance 
the meaning and the layers of the story I'll just, as well as the cinematography aspect and I think with this film he was very spot on with it and the film was just really fun it was really you know it was very humorous at some parts and really interesting to watch and there's like little drops of like light humor that I love especially with the boy with the apple which was like the main part of the film which was this painting that this lady who used to sleep with Gustave and it ended up that she put him in his will which ended up being a whole murder mystery because I think it's her son Dimitri at the end who ends up being the perpetrator of this entire murder mystery and I love how the shots kind of turn from like very pastel colors to this sort of like dark murder mystery but you know still keeping the light-hearted spirit of the whole film but overall also in terms of the casting like I kind of said before Wes Anderson likes to reuse a lot of the actors but this entire cast list is stacked to the brim there's Owen Wilson wow Jason Schwartzman Willem Dafoe Bill Murray Tilda Swanson Edward Norton Saoirse Ronan which is one of my favorite actresses and it just really really curates the whole atmosphere of the Wes Anderson style. If I were to rate this movie, I would give it a 7 out of 10, which is really disappointing to admit, but I just think it was a little too long, and the story and the whole hype of it all did not really match up with how I felt about the film in general, but still a really great movie. That's all for The Real Ramble. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to tune in to the next episode. This is Isabel Wright for Scott Center.